Welcome to Pl- Playback by Playlister, the bi-weekly podcast where you can stay current on technology and leadership ideas that impact you. Here's today's host and Playlister CEO, Grant Glass. Hey everybody, I am here with uh, Jared with Real Life Christian Church. They've got eight campuses with seven locations in Florida, seeing six to th- 10,000 people in person every week with thousands of people online. Really excited to talk to Jared today. Jared, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, I, I always give a brief, very quick overview of the organization that everyone is with, but I'd love for you to take a deeper dive and tell me more about Real Life Christian Church. Sure. Uh, so Real Life, uh, we have been Real Life since 2003. We're a non-denominational church uh, located kind of in the heart of Central Florida, just outside of Orlando. Um, we really have a heart for reaching our community and uh, all around Orlando. Uh, like you said, we have several locations. Um, some of those are portable, meeting anywhere from high school auditoriums, uh, high school, uh, or sorry, college um, campuses and movie theaters. And then we have some permanent locations spread around also. Um, 2009 is kind of when we started expanding and uh, becoming multi-site. Our main campus, we have a Spanish-speaking service that meets at our main campus also. Uh, We broadcast from there. We have uh, an academy and preschools and things like that all around also. So uh, just a great organization. I love being a part of the family here. We've been on staff for just short of 10 years now full-time, and uh, just really um, love being able to serve at my home church. I grew up going to church here, started attending um, very early in high school, so my lead pastor now was my youth pastor back then, so just great to have a long-term relationship with him and be able to grow together. Yeah, that's amazing. You've seen the church grow right before your eyes, and (laughs) your job is not easy as the production director for that big of an operation i'm 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 fascinated to just hear what you've observed and the challenges you've met but tell me tell tell us a little bit about your background and your personal mission so man uh i am probably you know you hear people say that god really uh doesn't call the qualified and i certainly feel that way about myself uh, i grew up in a small town in northeast ohio came from a uh, non-musical church um, in my family relocated when I was around 12 years old to Florida and we started attending uh, what was first Christian church then and uh, kind of got plugged in and heard music for the first time and that was kind of what flipped the switch for me mm-hmm. knowing that I could still serve a God through through music and uh, that kind of like I said flipped the switch the light bulb kind of came on for me that, okay maybe maybe there's something here that I'm interested in and uh that passion just grew over the years. I had people that really poured into me, and uh, I've been in church uh, my entire life. So um, being in a youth group and getting to understand Christ and serving was was a huge thing for me. Um, so I came on staff, uh, part-time role, um, probably late high school, just out of high school, uh, serving with some of the youth and doing things to that nature uh, while mixing some audio for services on the weekends. And uh, that passion and desire and really calling um, became very apparent to me the more I grew in my walk with Christ as well. So um, I am 
I am passionate about people and seeing people get plugged in and grow and uh, making sure that we keep people over process. I think that's one of the, the big challenges that I see churches facing and honestly that we, you know, work through all the time also because it's very easy to get caught up in the process. You know what? I want to pull on a thread and what you said there. I think it's fascinating. And it's the, the musical background that you have and then the, the role that music plays uh, in just faith, right? I, I just find it fascinating. Like the Voyager satellite that's traveling through space, hurtling, communicating with anything else out there has music on it, right? Mozart, I think, right? yeah. or Beethoven, one of the two. And I find myself humming music that, I, that I'll hear over the weekend, and it kind of like sticks with you and resonates, and it clearly kind of caught your attention. And do you see that just like with, I, I, there's, I've, I've talked to people that they pay special, special attention to the music aspect of oh, absolutely. what they're doing every week. Kind of talk to me more about what you guys are doing from a musical perspective. Absolutely. We, we do contemporary worship here, and uh, I think music is one of the best ways for someone that has never even stepped foot in a church before to understand, like, the first, kind of the first rung on the ladder about who God is, how Christ is, uh, and just understand mm -hmm. that through not just lyrics, but through, through a good, you know, beat and good musician, really, um, just yeah. understanding that, okay, Christians aren't always really corny all the time you know um i think music is one of the the greatest ways that you can help set up your pastor and soften people's hearts to receive a message uh yeah i i mean for them to receive the message it's like you, when you put your headphones on you hear the beat drop and you start nodding your head it just kind exactly. of like I, it just breaks I, down I those know, walls it, for people yeah, it puts you in the moment. That's where I kind of think it happens. It's like it allows you to be present. And once you are present, you're allowed to hear that message. And, and what what things in life can really truly effectively allow you to be in the moment? And to me, music, and I'm struggling to find another thing. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, it's it's super important. It's super important for me personally. Um, music is my, my go-to and from times of need to times of just hanging out with friends by the fire, you know? Um, but in church, especially, I think it's super important. And that's what I would say. One of the main parts of my job is that I want to make sure that myself and my teams do well, is that we support our, our worship teams and our worship leaders well, and really help give them what they need. I want to be a support to them, not a hindrance. Uh, I want to be a help to them. I know a lot of times in church world and tech world, the production guys can get the, the role of the grumpy tech guy. And uh, I just don't like my heart is for that not to happen in my teams and to always be a, a servant. We want to be someone there that's there to help and support and kind of fade into the background. So. Yeah. A good uh, technical leader does that, right? Their do job done well, they fade into the background. And so does technology too. If well, absolutely fades into the back background. I, one of the conversations I had earlier this year um, with Christ Church of the Valley in Arizona that talked about the importance of their musical team. Uh, I was hoping maybe you could tell me a little bit about how your musical team works. Is this like where you've got a main team on the main campus and then you record that? Or do you have a group of different teams on different camp campuses? Like how, how is that able to scale from 
when you only had a couple of campuses to where you're at today? Uh, we have worked really hard to uh, scale that. That's been one of the things that's always been important for us is to have live worship at every venue. Um, well, video mm -hmm. teaching is a great use of technology. Um, the personal aspect of having someone there that can lead you into a time of worship, uh, we think is super important, and we put a lot of value on that. So every campus, we have a live worship team at. Um, some of those campuses may look different from the, the songs that we do or the style that we do them in, but for the for the main, you know, arching overview, uh, we try and do the same songs. We're one church in multiple locations, so um, it just might be the way that we deliver that that changes, you know? Yeah, and, and the way in which you, I'm sure that's one of the, the challenges you face and in, in, in the way you deliver it. And I want to shift gears to talk more about that because you are very unique. Um, you have this, from childhood to your professional role and serving there for 10 years, you, you have seen what it's like going from a, a single campus, small congregation, uh, and then growing. And, and that's pretty special. And I want, yeah. I want to talk about the challenges that you saw maybe over that 10, 15-year period and then the challenges that you are seeing today. Sure, yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely been a, a great experience, and I feel very blessed to be a part of this uh, from that time till now. So um, I think one of the challenges we saw at first is just, you know, uh, people have a fear of, of change. So helping them understand that, you know, the Bible is very clear about us growing and changing, but doing it in a way that still effectively communicates the message. You know, um, we say around here that, that the the message doesn't change, but the methods of communicating it have to. And that, that's one of the things that really lies at the heart of what we do. We want to be relational with people, but we want to make sure that we're communicating the message in the most effective way possible. Um, healthy things grow. So we're going to, we're going to keep growing. You know, we want to make sure that we're putting one foot in front of the other to do that. Um, so as that time comes, it really comes down to just having a, a great lead pastor who, who takes us through and communicates that vision from the stage to the, the congregation, but not only the congregation, but more so the staff in the background to, to really help see the, the vision for where our church is headed. Um, and within that, over the years, as growth has happened, really it's it's trying to figure out how to best communicate that at each campus you know we're one church multiple locations but that means that we have multiple churches all over that have different types of people that attend them uh, different demographics so just making sure that we're true to to who we are and what our core values are as a church has been huge for us just being confident yeah. and comfortable in who god has called us to be yeah and, and the way you communicate that message, I, I find it fascinating how good technology, we, we talked about this a few minutes ago, and bleeds into the background. And I find it fast, fascinating. One of the stats you shared with me um, in the prior conversation is just the sheer amount of people that are watching online. And that's certainly probably one of the ways you evolved in communicating your message. I'm, I'm curious, at, what point did you start offering the online service? And then what are the challenges you saw as that online service grew? Oh, man, we have been doing online service for probably two to three years uh, really strongly now, maybe a little longer than that. 
Um, our online presence, we've really ramped up this past year, uh, having a full-time uh, director that is online that oversees everything from YouTube, uh, Facebook Live, and then uh, we have a show um, that we offer for our local TV station also. Um, so just oh, okay. being able to get those out there in many different ways, as well as live streaming our services, it's just been huge mm -hmm. for us. Uh, the really cool thing to see that there's people tuning in, uh, not just from right down the road from their house, but people that are all over the world uh, tuning in and being a part of our church and connected, uh, I think is super cool. Um, we support, you know, some missions uh, overseas and being able to have them be a part of our church service is, is just something really powerful. Yeah, that is amazing. I'm sure you see someone 10,000 miles away tuning in and it gives you that renewed sense of purpose. Uh, oh, and absolutely. It is, yeah. It's just Being able to share that with our staff, it was really cool a couple of weeks ago. We have a weekly staff meetings where our staff from all our campuses come together and uh, our online guy was talking just about that and, hey, here's a, here's a map. And he just kind of threw up a map from where all the IP address hits were coming from. It's just super encouraging to see that we're helping communicate a message to people that, that God is crazy about them and just loves them where they're at. And uh, there's people tuning in all over the world to see that. So it's just, it's great. Yeah. And and that really dovetails into my next question. What you are doing day to day is using cutting edge technology, transmitting the oldest message in history. And, and that's not easy. Uh, because no. typically uh, what I found is there's a traditional way to communicate and then there's the way that the newer generations are accustomed to getting communicated with, right? Like your Absolutely. traditional church, you come in, it's a small setting, you talk, but now you've got a new generation, like Generation Z, born after 1998. They expect to be communicated to in a way different manner. And oh, I think that presents some some challenges for um, faith-based organizations and how they have to then evolve, right? And I heard you talk about just evolving in the sense of getting, you know, pushing forward. And I'm curious, in the next few years, how do you see your organization or, or other similar organizations evolving? Uh, you know, it, this is one of those things that I'm super, like, passionate about, um, I think that as the church grows and there's this new generation and, and millennials, you know, I fall right into that, um, that, man, they they get information, you know, fed to them through a fire hose. It's so quick that the, the right. world is at their mm -hmm. fingertips on their phone. And it's really changed, I think, how churches have to think about communicating and meeting people where they are. You know, um, I was uh, reading another article this past week and it's talking about, you know, the lobbies move uh, by the time that people come to your church for the first time, they already know everything about you from the time that they've watched you online, uh, went on your website, mm. looked at you, maybe listened to a podcast or seen something on TV driven by your campus. So they're not, they're not there to be, to be sold something. Uh, they're, they're coming in looking to have uh, a need filled and that need is just to, to be part of something bigger than themselves. I think that's something that we can't overlook as churches and church leaders is the fact that we have a generation that sees through kind of the um, uh, 
song and dance that a lot of times I think we're we're guilty of doing. Uh, not that it's a bad mm-hmm. thing, but we don't we don't need to market ourselves as a church. Uh, we just need to listen to what Jesus has called us to do and continue to do that. Uh, I think moving forward in the next ten years or so, I think that's going to mean you know churches are less polished on the way they do things. It's not as much about being uh, the flashing lights and the the concert feel. Uh, it's about explaining things in worship. Uh, you know, worship is one of those things that, like I said, I'm passionate about. But understanding what's behind worship. You know, uh, people come in and sing songs together in church and have words on a screen. That's not a normal way that people experience music. So I just think the approach to how we present that will change over the next few years. Uh, Same thing with the message. You know, I think you'll see churches that are having messages that are either a little bit shorter or uh, that are just more uh, straightforward. And uh, the way that we're going to communicate that, you know, through YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and things like that, it's going to be making sure that we're staying biblical based and that no matter what we do, we're communicating that message in a clear, effective way, um, whether that's through the use of a phone or in person. There's just, like you said, technology evolves so, so fast. Um, you can make a decision whether you're going to go listen to a message of a church based on the pastor that you saw on Instagram within 60 seconds or less. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a ton of, there's a ton of great teaching out there. You can get a podcast, you know, in 30 seconds or less on your phone. So uh, it's really about a relationship and helping people connect from the time they step foot in your lobby. Yeah. It's that connection when they get in the door, it's allowing them to have, to be in a surrounded place. I think, you know, in my opinion, where they feel loved and then at that point they can be present in the moment and then open themselves up to, I think the collective mindset of all the people they're physically around and it's it's how do you get them in 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 that spot where they come in they walk in through the door and i think that's the challenge with so many different channels to communicate people through and you put this and this is amazing that you guys are doing that like you're communicating in all these channels and i think that's you know you've done an excellent job of of, of doing that and then therefore the the church has seen the growth that it's had so i applaud you on that so uh i'm sure you've learned a lot i'm a huge bookworm and th- i ask this of everybody that comes on the show what book here do you find recommending the most to people or what book do you always go back to uh and, and kind of read from time to time narrowing it down to one book is hard for me it's funny um I always thought that I was a bad leader because I didn't enjoy reading, but I found that, you know, audiobooks make it really accessible for me. Uh, I spend a lot of time driving or multitasking. So having an audiobook, I can listen in and tune something in. But, you know, one of the books that I was given early on by my parents uh, was The Call by Oz Guinness. And it really just talks about how you find your purpose and you're fulfilling God's purpose for your life. Uh, that book played a huge impact on my life for understanding being called into ministry uh, and what I was going to do and what God had planned for me. Um, And then for really kind of some younger upcoming generations, um, Kevin DeYoung wrote a book a couple years back called Just Do Something. Uh, And it talks about finding God's will for your life and helping to make those decisions and not not using the cliche, well, I got to pray about it answer. 
um, it's just, it was really eye-opening for me as a, as a younger guy and a young leader. And uh, I find myself recommending that to leaders young and old to, to tune into that. Yeah. I'm re- I, the just do something <laughs> I <think laughs> would certainly resonate with, cause I kind of fall on that. Like technically I am a millennial as well. But it's like yep. really close. You're right on the line. Uh, yep, I understand. Yeah, I can I can remember dialing up on the internet, right? Exactly, uh, exactly. In co- life before smartphones. In college, we didn't have smartphones. Yeah, right. right. So this just do do something kind of has like an entrepreneurial mindset to it. Where yeah, that, I mean, if you want to start something, like do it, do it, and then adjust. Take an issue. Yeah, God, <laughs> right. God is gonna open or close the door for you. He's not. He's not waiting for your permission. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, boom, in a nutshell. I love this. We're going to add those those books to the show notes. And I just, I, I love that last quote. I think that's that's perfect. Jared, I appreciate so much the time you took out of your busy day to, to talk with us. And uh, look forward to chatting with you again soon. Absolutely. Thanks again for having me. I really appreciate it. For more ideas or to simply learn more about today's podcast, visit us online at www.playlister.app forward slash podcast.